You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host on PetLifeRadio.com. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Hi, welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, your host and Director of Training and Behavior at St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center, located in Madison, New Jersey. This week, we're going to work on shaping behaviors by using a tool that we've talked about in the past with our special guests, a clicker. The clicker is used instead of a verbal marker to let the dog know that what he did at that particular time is right and a reward follows. So as you know, if you've been following our programs, the verbal marker that we always use is the word yes. So this really just takes the place of a yes. So for instance, imagine that you're going to teach a dog to chase his tail. So each time you touch his tail with your hand, he turns and he grabs at his tail. Or each time he turns and grabs his tail, you need to tell him that that's the behavior that you want him to repeat. So the easiest way to do this is to make a special sound, such as a clicking noise, to mark that behavior for the dog. At the precise moment your dog hears the sound, which is a signal, he knows he's done something right to earn a reward. So the click functions sort of like an IOU. It tells the dog that a reward is definitely coming. It's a contract that you sign with him. So you don't want to use the clicker and not reward. So it's something that needs to be faded out eventually because you don't want to reward him, obviously, every single time he performs the behavior year in and year out. So in the above example, the sequence would be, first, you touch your dog's tail. Second, your dog turns and grabs his tail. Third, you click and praise. Fourth, you offer the treat and reward. Okay, so you do this a few times and your dog will turn and grab his tail before you even have a chance to say, touch it first. So once your dog becomes clicker savvy, meaning that he really understands the meaning of the click, he may start to offer all of his favorite tricks to you. And people say that the dog is always offering behaviors to get a reward, which is sort of a nice thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. A dog that offers behaviors has caught on to the game of training and is trying to figure out what it takes to get you to click that or what it takes to get a reward. And this is great mental stimulation for your dog and makes training an interesting and creative process for you. It's really a win-win situation. So in all dog training, timing is the essence of clear communication. You need to time your rewards so that there's no doubt in the dog's mind that the behavior that he just performed is going to be reinforced. So it can be hard to precisely time the delivery of the treat to your dog, but it is easy to precisely time the click of it. So it can be helpful to think of the clicker training as sort of like training with a camera. When you see something you like, you pull out your camera and you take a snapshot of it. You're ready for it. So you press the shutter release on the camera. So what you're essentially doing is you're freezing that pose or that scene on film. If it's an action shot and you wait too long, the image now is gone. So you've got to capture it immediately. So the concept of the marker signal is the same. When you see your dog do something you like, you use your click, in this particular case, to take that snapshot of the behavior. 
if you wait too long for your dog, the behavior you want is gone. So this is why the clicker is called a marker. It marks the pose or the image, so-called image, that you want. So you can take an image of a behavior you want if you're carefully watching the dog, so you have to watch him. The players on the sporting field don't wait for you to take the picture. Neither will your dog. So the more precise you are at timing your click, the quicker your dog's going to learn the new trick you are teaching. So some exercises that I tell my students to do is drop a ball and click at the moment it hits the ground. So let's see how good your timing is on that. Or you can throw a ball into the air and click at the exact moment the ball reaches its highest point. Another thing you can do to get your timing down, click at the exact moment the traffic light changes at the intersection. Obviously, only if you're not driving. <laughs> or click the exact moment of commercial changes on TV. That's a tough one. But all of these things, what they do is they teach you to focus um, and be observational. It gives you good hand-eye coordination. And you can really refine these skills by practicing your timing exercises. So when you're teaching your dog, it's imperative that you be very observant of his behavior. If someone calls or talks to you when you're training, excuse yourself from the dog so he knows that the game is temporarily over. So don't go away. We're going to talk a little bit about um, a little more about clicker training. And what I want you to do when we go on break is you're going to get two things. I'd like you to get some kind of a plastic container. Two weeks ago, I had you get a Tupperware container uh, or other type of plastic container, which is fine. Um, you can find a coffee can. That's fine. I sometimes get a cardboard box. It's 100 things to do, fun things to do with a cardboard box. Hmm, maybe I'll do that sometime. That could be fun. And I want you to get some kind of a stick. It can be like a little dowel. It can be a chopstick. It can be anything that it can be a stick that you find outside. Anything that's wooden, that's long enough. It can A broom handle might be too long, but maybe the end of if you've got a little hand duster, you can use the end of the hand duster. Something about that size. So somewhere in between, I'm going to say like 8 to 12 inches in length in that vicinity. So go grab those, get your dog, get some treats, and we're going to hear from our sponsors. So don't go away. We'll be back for some fun. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail right after recess. Be sure to tune in when Pet Life Radio goes live from Global Pet Expo the world's largest annual pet products trade show. March 25th through the 27th, you can catch all the new products coming out for our pets before they even hit store shelves. From the latest in all-natural and eco-friendly products to the most elegant in pet pampering and high-tech innovations from companies all over the globe, it's at Global Pet Expo. Nearly 800 companies will be displaying new and exciting products to make time with our pets even better. Tune in March 25th through the 27th for everything Global Pet Expo. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. 
Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition. This is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Hi, welcome back. This is Pia Silvani, host of Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us today. As you know, we're going to be working a little bit on teaching your dog about clicker training. So a lot of people say to me, too, uh, should I say good dog before I click? Well, in the beginning, it's best to keep quiet before you click. You are obviously free to verbally praise after the click. When you want the dog to learn the meaning of the clicker, too many words can distract him. And further, the quicker you click after the behavior, the better. So if you take your time and say good dog first and then you click, it's really too late. So you're better off. It's more efficient if you're quiet during that period of time. So what we're going to do now is, and to start off, I want you to get your little target stick out. If you don't have one handy, again, you can even use a pencil. Just thought about that too. Again, anything that you obviously, I mean, if your dog is a pencil stealer, don't use a pencil. We don't want to encourage them to go picking these up now. But try to use anything. uh, You can even use a pen right now. So anything, I, I really like the really narrow, thin, like skinny dowels that you can get at any hardware store. They're fun to learn. You can make them all different lengths. So what you're going to do now is you're going to place the stick out in front of the dog's nose and you're going to wait for the dog to touch it with his nose because he's probably going to be curious about it. The second you see the dog's nose hit that target stick, you're going to click and then treat. Now people say, well, how do I hold the target stick, the clicker and the treat all in one? Well, the good news is you don't have to have the treats in your hand. So, but you need the clicker, obviously, in your hand, and you need the target stick in your hand. So, I want you to present the target stick in your hand, put the food up on a counter or up on your desk, wherever you are, out of the way. Present the target stick, wait for your dog to nose it, touch it with his nose, immediately click, and then grab a piece of food and deliver it to the dog. Now, if your dog 
is more interested in the food up on the counter to stand in front of it. He's got to figure out that he's got to earn this food. This is not just about food up on the counter and just hand it over and who cares that you have a stick in your mouth. The stick has some meaning. Now, if he really has no interest in the stick or if he's backing away from the stick, sometimes dogs will do that. You might want to make, again, the stick a little smaller. So that's why a pencil might work. But you could also take a little bit of cheese and maybe just rub it on the end. So now it has a smell. And that's what I did. I've done some target training with cats where I had them actually touch their nose to it. And it helped when I put something on there that had an odor to it. They're more apt to go up to it to sniff it. So the second, again, each and every time you do this, you want to take the stick away and you represent the stick. So the dog now touches it. Now, if he starts to attack the stick or bite the stick, just, again, stay calm. Don't be upset. He doesn't know what to do with this. This could be fun for him. You're looking for a nose touch. That's all you're looking for is a nose touch onto the stick. So the second, again, you take the stick away, you're going to present that stick again. Make sure the dog's nose hits it. Click, treat. Okay, now, don't worry about people say they feel like they can't get the food out quick enough. I'm not concerned about that. My concern for you is that you get the click out fast enough. That gives you time. Remember, that's your IOU that I will give you a reward. So once the dog becomes so-called clicker savvy, they recognize that sound. They know that a reward is going to come. So it gives you time. So don't worry about being speedy, too fast. Don't, you don't want to get it in there as quickly as you can because you're going to be sloppy. Take your time with it. I'd rather have you observe your dog, wait for the nose to touch, and by all means, if you have a cat, this is something fun for them to do as well. And then click, and then you give your treat. Now, once your dog is doing well with that, what I would like you to do is I want you to move the stick in a different position. So say you've been holding the stick in your right hand and you've been putting it right in front of the dog's nose. What I want you to do now is switch hands, put the stick in your left hand, clicker in your right hand, and now have your dog lean over and touch the stick when it's in the other hand and click and treat. Okay, switch then, maybe put the stick in your right hand, clicker in your left, and switch back again. Okay, so it's not the same position all the time, so you're moving it. If your dog is doing well with this, and he might be fast, my dogs learn this very, very quickly, and they figure out, boy, this is an easy behavior. You touch your nose to something, and this is what you get. So what I want you to do now is drag it away a little bit so your dog has to follow it. So as you present it, you're almost using it as a slight lure. So you're luring your dog towards it. So he should actually walk towards it. The second he touches it, click and treat. Switch hands then. Take your target stick, Okay, lure him slightly in another direction. When he follows it, click and treat. Again, put it in your other hand. And do the same thing. See how far your dog will follow it. If he stops following it, again, signal to you. You're just moving it too fast, too soon. So short little movements, short little movements, short little movements, and you gradually lengthen the move that you want. Now, if you recall, two weeks ago, you taught your dog to spin. This is another way that you can get your dog to spin. So 
if you were in on that session and your dog is spinning, what you can do now is, and feel free, refer back to that if you haven't listened to it, take the target stick and now what you can do is do a spin and a twirl with your target stick. So your dog should quickly follow it. But again, if you're doing a spin, he's got to go all the way around to follow that stick, touch his nose to it, click, treat. And then a twirl, you do counterclockwise, full circle. What you're doing again is you're going from six all the way around to 12 to six. And he touches it with his nose and you do a click and a treat. Okay, so let's take it in a different angle now. Again, if you need to keep putting a little bit of food on there initially, put food on there. But you don't want your dog grabbing it with his mouth. This is not something for him to eat. This is just a little toy, a guideline for him. So now what I want you to do is hold the stick up a little bit higher so the dog has to elevate himself off the floor slightly. So he's lifting his front paws off the floor as he's reaching up to touch his nose to it. If you're getting consistency, consistent jumping or actually touching, what you can do is you can say target or touch. It's just another way, if you recall way back when when we said say hi, where the dog touched his nose. I can't remember what training session that was, but what he did was he touched his nose to the palm of your hand to stop jumping. Very similar, but now it's just an object. So you can hold it in the air. He leaps up into the air, nose to the stick, click and treat. Bring it down to the ground. Wait for him to touch it with his nose, click and treat. Uh, You could hold it in one direction or another. Or let's see, if you've got a little dog or even a dog, have him, let's see, that's stand with your feet apart, shoulder width, and I want you to put the stick behind you. So now the dog has to sort of go underneath your legs to touch it. Click, treat. What you can do is put your back towards the dog. The dog is standing behind you. Your target stick is in front of you. And will he crawl between your legs? Click, treat. You can send him so he can target around a chair. Move around the chair. You can do a ton of things. Once the dog is figured out, that he touches his nose to the stick. You could actually keep this with you and work him outside where he's got to follow it and stay near you. Okay, so why don't you fool around with that a little bit because we're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors and then we'll be back and get your little Tupperware container out. We're going to do something else that'll be fun for you. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. 
valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets add life. To learn more, visit petsadlife.org. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, you can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guests you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw in the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Hi, welcome back. This is Pia Slavon, your host. Let's finish up today's exercise with our little target training that we're doing. Now what I'd like you to do is you have your Tupperware. You can have a lid if you have your Tupperware container what I like to use a lot of times too and this is where you, you have to come up with again you know your dog and know what your dog if you, you've got a dog that just puts anything in his mouth and he eats anything then be careful obviously what you're using but the plastic lids that you can put on top of uh, cans of dog food those are great they're, they're great little target objects now you can either get your dog to slap it Again, refer back two weeks ago when we did our tick trick training so you can get your dog to use his paw to touch it or you can get his nose to touch it. Okay, so let's stick with the nose for today and you can always switch this around. Now, if you want paw and you want nose, remember they need separate cues. So two weeks ago, when we taught the dog to slap it. That was with the paw. So now what we want to do is if you're going to expect the dog's nose to touch it, either say target, touch, something different. Okay, nose it. It does Again, it doesn't matter. Use your own imagination. If you've come up with some really funny ones, send them on to me. I'd be more than happy to hear them. So now what we're going to do is we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to have your dog target this round Tupperware container or lid. I've also, what I've done is I've taken styrofoam coffee cups and I've just taken the bottom I've cut the bottom out of that so I can use that again my dogs tend to not put things in their mouth so much Um, they don't eat things so I, I can use that and the nice thing about this is what you can eventually do is you can make it a target object where you put it on the wall and I'll explain that to you later but what I want you to do is put the target object down on the floor once again or you can hold it in your hand whichever you think is going to be easiest for the dog where he's going to be most successful and you're going to hold it in your hand and you're going to wait for your dog to touch his nose now to this round object the second he does click treat 
So again, this is where your timing has got to come in for in order for your dog to associate that touching his nose to something is what brings about the reward. You've got to be pretty good at getting your click out fast and not the food. It's the click. So hold that target object out and wait for the dog to touch it. Click treat and see if you can again move it around just like you did with your target stick. Will your dog follow it? Hey, if you put it on the floor, will the dog put his nose onto it and then click treat? If he doesn't, then again, take a little bit of food and just rub it on there. You don't want to rub too much on because you don't want him to start licking the food, obviously, or licking the target object. That could be another trick, obviously, if you want him to lick something. But I probably would not encourage that. I just want the nose to the toes. And here's a little hint for you. I've also done this to stop jumping up on people. I've taken, like I said, the little styrofoam cup paper and what I've done with one particular dog who loved, loved target training. I had the owner, if they knew they were going to have company over, I had the owner actually take the little target, put it on his or her shoe. And when the doorbell rang, they would say, touch it. And the dog would touch the nose to the owner's shoe so the focus was downward and not upward so the dog again would always target the little round piece that was on the shoe instead of jumping up so again just something fun something to think about to use training the dog's brain to do something else so why don't you take your little target again and move it at a little distance away and see if your dog will now go to the target and touch it. So maybe you're going to move it, let's just say a foot away from you. So you place it down on the ground. The dog touches it with his nose. The second he does, click and treat. You don't have to go to your dog to give him the treat. Stay in your position. Your job is, this is where you can be easy. We we call this, many times we can call this sofa training. So you can do this from your sofa. So this is again, something fun to do at night or if it's rainy and the weather's crummy. You could just sit on the sofa and maybe you have your dog's dinner and that's how you're going to teach him to eat his dinner. So he has fun eating his dinner. He's working. So you put the target object down. He runs. He touches his nose. You click and he comes back to you for the treat. Now, some dogs are real once they get savvy with this. They're back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and they're having fun with it. Again, put some kind of a cue on, whatever you want, just before your dog's nose touches it. And now you can put this at various levels. Now, obviously, I probably would not put it on top of a counter of some sort. It's going to encourage the dog to jump up on the counter. But another thing that I've done with this is dogs that tend to get a little bit aroused uh, at dinner time or at the front door, I've put that little target object right above the dog's bed. And I've told him, go touch, go touch. And he'll go touch his nose to it. And then I tell him to lie down on the bed and stay. So I'm sending the dog out to that targeted object and then having him lie down and hold a stay. So you can see all of these behaviors, if you think of practical ways to use them, they take some time. You also want to make sure that you're giving reinforcements. Dogs will do things that they know they're going to be reinforced for it. But you shouldn't be overfeeding them. And that's the key. If you're going to use a lot of treats, my recommendation is to use healthy things, healthy food. I use a lot of boiled chicken breast when I'm working my dogs, something that's going to be healthy for them. My cut back on their kibble, their caloric intake a little bit. Or with my puppy, I 
use his kibble at lunchtime. He's still eating three meals a day. What I will do is I'll start working him with his kibble. So he works for his kibble and he loves it. It's fun for him. It's a lot more fun than just eating out of the bowl. So he's doing things. And right now, that's why he's quiet and he's laying down here and he's sound asleep because he just got done with his little training session right before I did the recording. So think of these things. There are lots and lots of books, again, on the market. You can go back to, um, again, Carolyn Barney's little book is a really nice little book. Or go to Amazon.com. You can go Google Books, Clicker Training, Trick Training, anything of that sort where uh, it'll give you ideas how to stimulate your dog's brain. These could just be so much fun. Oh, one last thing, what I did with another dog, I was a little bit fearful about jumping into a car. It's another way how I got him into the car because he loved target training. So I just taught him eventually put your front feet up and then eventually it's go touch the target in the car. And he had fun with it. And then out of the car, in the car, out of the car, in the car, out of the car. I also worked with a great Dane who enjoyed this and he was worried about stepping over grates, the city grates. He didn't like the sound of them. So what we would do is we would put, again, a target object down on the city grate. He would touch his nose to it. And now before you know it, he's walking right over them. So I hope you had fun. If you'd like me to do some more clicker work, I'd be more than happy to do that. But unfortunately, we're out of time. So don't forget to check back with us each week for special guests and more training sessions. If you really want to hear something special, if you have a particular guest that you'd like on, I'll see if I can get him or her to join us. If you'd like me to teach something online, make sure that you send me an email. Again, my email address is Pia at PetLifeRadio.com. So, as always, a special thanks to our producers for making the show happen. So don't forget, send me your questions, send me ideas. Again, the email address is Pia at PetLifeRadio.com. So until next time, stay warm. This is Pia signing off. And thanks for your interest and continued listening. Bye. in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com.